Happy New Year. Great to be here to start the year off, isn't it? We got any uh, Papakura campus folk here today? We got a few around. I know some here, Papakura. Any other Papakura ones that won't be with us from next week? I think this is the last Sunday for those. So uh, we're really excited about that. I think this year, like this past year, I sort of kind of felt like it was like a year of structure. We were doing a whole lot of things, putting a whole lot of things and pieces in place. Like we, uh, with the growth that we've been having, and sort of outgrowing the structure that we had. And uh, we brought Danny Vermeulen in. Danny was doing a lot of uh, structuring and behind the scenes for us. Uh, but also been a lot of other stuff that's been happening uh, we're outgrowing our building at Pukekohe, so we had to uh, lease another building there, which we've been uh, putting together. We've got the launch of the Papakura, so we've leased a building there that's uh, getting put together at the moment. And uh, then we've been involved in a building project around at our school. It's a $15 million extension of the school there. If you haven't seen that, it's absolutely outstanding. I think Pastor Steve will show you some videos, videos of that in the coming weeks. And uh, so... Uh, a whole lot of students will move from here around to there uh, for next year. And there's been things that are happening uh, uh, through the nation. Pastor Boyd has uh, been picked up with the uh, national leadership team. And so he's been involved in that and with me on Elam, what we call Elam Global. We've been negotiating with the Elam in the UK just about joining hands a lot more closely across the world. So we had our first board meeting uh, a few weeks ago uh, on a screen. And uh, we had, uh, I think it was 12, 11 or 12 from around the world all coming on the little screen. When you speak, your face pops up. And so we had them from places like Uruguay and Nepal and Africa and the UK and different places uh, all coming in on this little screen. So that was exciting. And we're planning to do a lot more working closely together in the future. Uh, then uh, uh, Pastor Mike from our city, he's putting together, we uh, do our missions offering through the year, generally for a project. Uh, we like to put the money into something of substance, um, but you can have a building, but the building can be empty if you don't develop leaders. So Pastor Mike is developing that for this coming year, and they're going through the different places we raise money for here in our missions offering, and raising up, helping building leaders uh, so that they can be effective in ministry. And uh, then Pastor Steve's going through the country. Really what God's been doing uh, through our churches here in Auckland uh, our churches through the nation are all putting up their hands saying, hey, can you come and help us? And so he's involved in doing that this coming year. So there's just like exciting things that are just going to expand and keep growing what God is doing in our midst. So we really believe we're in for a very, very good year. I just want to share a little bit just on serving. You know, most of us here, if you, even if you're not a regular churchgoer, you're, re you, you're aware of the story of David and Goliath and Goliath must have been an intimidating figure. The Bible describes him this way. Let me uh, read it from the message translation. It's an American translation, so we have to change the uh, imperial to metric. But it says, A giant nearly 10 feet tall, about three meters, stepped out from the Philistine line uh, into the open. Goliath from Gath. He had a bronze helmet on his head and was dressed in armor. 126 pound of it, that's about 57 kg. He wore bronze shin guards and carried a bronze sword. His spear was like a fence rail. The spear tip alone weighed over 15 pounds, that's about seven kg, about the size of a 10 pin bowling ball. That was what the tip of the spear uh, weighed there. And uh, his shield bearer walked ahead of him. And so David's brothers and King Saul, the rest of the army, uh, they were not too keen on going out and fighting uh, Goliath. They were scared to fight him. I don't blame them. 
I wouldn't be too keen myself on going out. I don't believe in having a fight unless you know you're going to win it. So you know, I wouldn't be too keen on going out there. But at this time in their life, no matter what experiences they had with God, none of the, those experiences uh, equipped them for what they were facing right now. In their eyes, Goliath was bigger than the God that they knew. Have you had experiences like that? Do you know situations like that uh, in your life? Times when what you are facing is bigger than anything of what you know, your experiences that you know that you've had with God. The mountain that you are facing is bigger than anything that God has ever uh, brought across that's come across your path before. You know, the things that are happening to you uh, are bigger than anything. You say, God, I have never been this way before. God has a way of equipping us for times like this. And so here we have David, young shepherd boy, and he comes along and uh, he chooses five smooth stones from the stream, puts them in the pouch in his shepherd's bag, sling in his hand, goes down there and slays the mighty giant Goliath. That sling in David's hand was a mighty weapon. He didn't need a sword or a spear, the regular weapons of a soldier in those days. Uh, he had his little sling and his pouch of stones there. How did he do that? Where did he get the confidence to go and do that? Let's just read it together. Sorry, it's not on your notes, but it'll be on the screen. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, David explains. He says, but David said to Saul, King Saul, he said, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it and killed the sheep and took, rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And so David had already proved how lethal this weapon could be in his hands by taking down a lion and a bear with it. And so he was fully confident in handling this weapon that he would also be able to take out this giant Goliath. And some say that uh, he put five uh, stones in his bag, uh, not because he was frightened that he was going to miss Goliath, uh, but Goliath had four brothers. They were also giants. And so he had plans if need be. He was going to take down the whole lot of them. And uh, he was ready for that. Uh, this weapon, the sling, would be a weapon of mass destruction uh, in David's hands. But the interesting thing is that David comes down to fight Goliath, but he doesn't know that he's coming down uh, to fight Goliath. He doesn't know he's coming to the battlefield to fight. He comes to serve. See, we, we, talk, we don't talk about this. We don't bring this into the story because there's no drama, there's no glamour in just coming uh, to serve. We talk about the bag. We talk about the five smooth, smooth stones. We talk about, you know, how David, you know, shot and killed Goliath uh, with that. But I want to tell you this morning, we are looking at the wrong bag. There is another bag. See, we talk about the bag and the five spoon, smooth stones, but David didn't come down to fight, he came down to serve. Let's read it, shall we, in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Let's go back a little bit in the story. It says, And Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephod of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the Valley of Elah fighting for the Philistines. 
Early in the morning, David left the flock in the care of a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to, out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. See, there was another bag. David here, he had a bag of food that he was taking to his brothers and to the armies. An army needs to eat. And so the elder boys had gone out to fight. They were fighting the Philistines, the age-old enemy of Israel, the Philistines. And, but David was not sent to fight. David was sent to serve. His job was to bring, about, uh, bring to his brothers a bag of food. See, we talk about the bag of pebbles. But it was the bag of food that he was carrying that brought David into the blessing, into his future inheritance that God had for him. See, the problem today is that everybody wants to get into the bag of pebbles. You know, we want to get into spiritual warfare. Uh, we, we want to, to, to get into, you know, fighting and, and, and battling the enemy. But we find here that until you carry your bag of uh, serving, you might, you might not require your bag for fighting. See, everybody wants to lead, but nobody wants to serve. You know, everybody wants to be in control, but nobody wants to submit. Everyone wants to be the boss, but nobody wants to follow directions. You know, we need a generation of people that will find their place of service, for if you find your place of service, eventually you will find your place of destiny. See, David doesn't go out to fight. Jesse doesn't say to David, look, David, they're not doing too good in that battle there. Uh, they're, they're losing there. Uh, we need you. Can you go down and take your weapons down? There? Can you go down there and help your brothers fight? He says, no, you're not even one of them. He doesn't even think about David as being a soldier. He, he, he says, David, you know, get a bag of food together and take them some lunch. And until David was faithful in carrying the bag, until he was faithful in doing what he was charged to do, until he could be trusted to carrying the bread and the cheeses as being important, he would never find the opportunity to use the power that was in the bag of pebbles. See, Jesus said, if you're not faithful in little, God will not entrust us with much. Let me take some points out of this uh, story here for us today. First of all, I want to say is that serving will discover your destiny. Serving will discover your destiny. See, it's not the bag of pebbles that brought David to his destiny. It was a simple act of bringing lunch to the bigger guys. He came to serve someone else. And in the process of serving somebody else, he discovers himself. See, he discovers who he is by helping somebody else discover who they are. See, his miracle his placement in the body of Christ. It could never be revealed until he serves somebody that he saw as greater than himself. See, we've lost the art of serving. We want to be seen. You know, we want to be recognized. We want to be important. But if God is going to use you in a mighty way, he'll give you bread to carry before he unlocks the power of the bag of pebbles in, in your life. See, I'm talking about David, but in reality, really, I'm using David as a leaping pad to talk about the Son of God. You know, Jesus is described as the Son of David. You know, Jesus and the paradigm shift that, that, that follows for the next 2,000 years, even up into uh, today, the whole Christmas story that we've just been looking at, we've been talking about is that, you know, Jesus didn't just come riding on a horse with 10,000 angels in behind him, you know, in a fanfare there. Instead, he was born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, hidden in a poor place, doing mundane things. 
Philippians tells us in chapter 2 and verse 6 that it says, Who, talking about Jesus, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Philippians is saying there, Jesus took upon himself the form of a servant. He decided, I'm not coming as a king. I'm not coming as a captain. I'm not coming as a lion of the tribe of Judah. I'm coming as a lamb. The Bible says he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but took upon himself the form of a servant. And so he came and he humbled himself. Remember David, when David brought lunch to his brothers, if you've read the story of David's life, you'll realize that at the time that David brought this lunch to his brothers, he had already been anointed by Samuel the prophet to become the king. Yeah. David knew that when, when, when he was asked to take that lunch. He knew that when it was all over, when, when his, these brothers that he was bringing lunch to, they would be in fact serving him one day. He would become the king one day, but he humbled himself. See, we need to go back to serving because the Bible says that if you humble yourself, in due time you'll be exalted. If you don't go down right, you won't come up right. The thing, second thing I want to say is that serving will bless generations. Serving will bless generations. Suppose Jesse's conversation with David doing something like this. David, hey, David, I want you to just take some lunch down to your brothers. And, 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 and David says, no way. He says, they should have had more sense. They knew they were going to be down there fighting for a while. They should have taken more lunch. You know, don't they know that I'm anointed to be king? You know, they, they should be serving me. I shouldn't be serving them. You know, that would have been the greatest mistake of his life if he didn't see the bread as being important. See, most people don't see the bread as important. You know, we, we throw it down, we, mis, we mistreat it or we mishandle it or we ignore it. We, we don't see serving as being important, but it's carrying the bag of bread that brings you to the place where the bag of pebbles will work in your life. The bag of pebbles without carrying the bread will just leave you minding animals instead of bringing you into the courts of the king. Sometimes we want to take charge when God just wants us to serve, just to take bread. David thought at the time that all he was doing was just doing what his father told him to do, just being obedient to his father. Take some bread to your brothers. Okay, Dad, I'll go and do that. Take some food to his brothers. His serving gave him a place of prominence in the nation that eventually opened up the door for him to become the king. See, the, the bag of food didn't just feed his brothers, but we find that it was through this bag of food that it fed his own children, it blessed his own children. See, eventually we find that it looked like he was just bringing a bag of food down, down to his brothers, but this bag of would feed his children because eventually David would become king and then David's children, Solomon, would follow him uh, as king also on the throne. So eventually, just that simple act, David, will you take that bag of food and serve your brothers, being obedient to that, not only brought him before the king, but blessed his children as well. His whole family were blessed through that. It changed his destiny. The smartest thing you can do when someone brings you before the king, you know, brings you before leadership, 
It's just ask, how can I serve you? You know, not how can I compete with you, not how can I duplicate you, but how can I serve, serve you? Any gift that I've got, how can I use it in some way that can help you? Do you know what I found out? That is, I use what I've got to help you. Not only does it help you, but it also takes me along as well. You know, as I serve, I find it not only lifts you up, but it also lifts me up at the same time. See, you've got to decide whether you're going to spend the rest of your life playing in the fields with animals or whether you're going to be in the courts of the king. The bridge between you, where you are and where you want to be maybe is your willingness to serve. Then the third thing I want to say is that serving will lift you up. Serving will lift you up. See, great deter- greatness is not determined by how high uh, you can go. Greatness is determined by how low you can go. You know, so when Jesus was ready to beat the devil, he didn't go high, but he went low. Paul says that he humbled himself. See, until you learn to humble yourself, you'll never learn to kill your giant. We find that in verse 40. It says there, then he took a staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with a sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. He said, meanwhile, the Philistine, with a shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said, David, am I a dog that you should come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and to the wild animals. See, until your giant looks at you and their attitude is, am I just a dog? that you should come and send this boy to fight with me until you're willing to be called a boy. You know, you looked upon as a, a dog, you know, until you looked upon as nothing, until you, you're willing to come to the place where, where you say, look, I, don't, I know I haven't got much, but what I've got, I'll give to you, Lord. I put it into your hands. I'll use it for your glory. God, I give it to you. David was willing to go down. Second Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that through his poverty might become rich. Saying that about Jesus, he became poor, that through his poverty you might become rich. It's just another way of saying he humbled himself, which, which is just another way of saying serving over position, that if you serve with excellence, you will make a name for yourself. Jesus made a name for himself by his service. See, anyone who leads but doesn't serve, really, they won't last very long because they they are just functioning from a position. Servitude is the only job that is open from God. Jesus taught his disciples, you know, Jesus girded himself with a towel and then the Bible says that he's washed his disciples' feet. Think, Think about who Jesus was. Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. He is God with the disciples. God who is the creator of the heavens and the earth. You know, his word he spoke and the world came into being. Jesus humbled himself, took upon the form of a servant and washed the disciples' feet. See, so often we have this whole list of requirements that we put before God, you know. I don't want to have to walk too far to church. I want to have my own special car park. You know, I want to make sure that I can get a seat when I come. I'm not going to come if it's raining. Like, we require more than what Jesus required. 
just get involved. New Year resolution, get involved and serve. See, there is something that you get when you serve that you don't get when you watch. See, that, that's when you serve, you, you see more. There, there is something about serving that God reveals more to you, that God will show things to you. God magnifies Himself to, uh, through you, to you, when you serve. See, it's the essence of the text. Remember, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, sometimes we come to a new year and we think, I'm not going to do anything this year. I'm just going to sit and wait on God. You know, I'm not going to... You know, I was so busy last year, I was doing stuff. This year, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to put, lay everything down. I'm just going to wait on God. It's like you're just going to sit in the lazy boy, you know, and just wait on God, you know. That's not what this verse means. If that was what this verse means, how come? Then you run and not get weary and you walk and not faint and you mount up with wings like eagles if it means that you're just sitting in a lazy boy waiting on God. It's not what this verse means. You know, waiting on God, you know, what it means is that, that you will find that as you begin to serve, as you begin to walk, you renew your strength, you don't faint, I'll walk and not faint. I find that as you're running that I won't get weary, I'll run and not get weary. I find that as I serve God, I'll mount up with wings like eagles, I'll have spiritual revelation, I'll, I'll see things from a different perspective than what I see if I'm just sitting in the lazy boy, just having a rest this year. See, God will disturb your rest. You know, God is not someone that you just curl up into like a lazy boy and, you know, read a book. He is not concerned about your comfort. In fact, you can be too comfortable. See, there are certain things that are only revealed to those who serve. It's amazing. See, you are stronger than what you think you are, but your strength doesn't come until you're serving while you're doing why are you giving? There are things that you thought you couldn't take that you can take. There are things that you thought would break you, but they don't break you. There are things that you thought you couldn't put up with, but you find you can put up with them. You, find, you never know what you've got. You never know how gifted you are until you begin to serve. You never know what you can do until somebody needs you. See, you never know what's down inside of you until the situation calls upon you to do it. You'll never know until you serve. See, if you just come to church and you just sit and you just watch, what you find out is that you miss the power of what is happening like when you're serving. See, when you serve, sometimes, well, you know, he fixes things just for you. Sometimes, you know, maybe the enemy wants to come and oppress you and attack you, but because you're involved in the things of God, God puts out, he said, no, you can't touch him. I have need of him. I have need of her. You know, I've got a job. They're doing something for me. You can't touch them. God is there. He is working with us as we do that. You know, I have need of you. See, some of you got blessings, not because you are talented, but because you served. I was like that. I didn't have any university education. I was a shy, introverted person. But as I served in the local church, as I got involved and as I served, God lifted me up. God opened doors. God had revealed things that were in my life that I didn't even think were in my life. They were buried so down, so deep down under being introverted that I didn't even know they were there. 
But as I began to serve, I found that God began to open things up and reveal things to me. You know, New Year resolutions, uh, resolution, serve, get involved. Discover what God has placed inside of you. You may say, well, I don't have much to offer. Just serve. You know, you say, well, I don't know many people here in the church. It's too big. I don't know many people. Just serve. Soon you'll know lots of people. You know, just serve and, and get involved. Serving is the way that brings you to your royal destiny. That was the truth. Of, that's the whole truth of the story here with David. As David was obedient to his father, he was prepared to take the bread, take the cheese, go down and to serve his brothers, even though there was an anointing over his life by Samuel the prophet. It was the act of serving that brought him before the king that revealed his destiny. As you serve, you will find that God will raise you up. You'll get the royal calling that God has placed upon your life. He'll bring you into your destiny. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for the great revelation of your word, O oh God, Father, that you have anointed us in such a way. Lord, so often we're anointed and we still feel like David was sitting out in the field. But Father, that anointing as we serve will bring us into your presence. We thank you for that, Lord. Take us and use us for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, I'd love to um, pray one last prayer with you this morning. And uh, I don't know um, where you're at. I don't know uh, where you're at with God and where He is in your world, whether you're close to Him, whether you know Him or whether you're far from Him today. But what I'd love to do is we close our services to extend an invitation to you. And it's an invitation to come to know